Welcome to Manufacturing Tomorrow, focusing on advanced manufacturing innovations, solutions, and partnerships that exist in our region now and in the future. Welcome to Manufacturing Tomorrow, a new podcast series about manufacturing innovation. This series is brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Marty Kress. I'm your host. Today we are speaking with Milt Niss. Milt is currently the Vice President of Operations at AutoTool. Prior to this position, he was Operations Manager for Precision Edge Surgical Products and Executive Vice President of Seating Systems for the Commercial Vehicle Group. He's also served as President of the Control Systems for Dura Automotive Systems. AutoTool is an active partner in regional mobile lab efforts to counteract the disconcerting lack of qualified workers for skilled manufacturing jobs. The mobile lab visits schools to promote technical education, and it can help promote manufacturing as an attractive career. Milt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marty. Appreciate it. Thank you. I could tell where your passion was just talking to you before the show, so why don't we talk off, start off by talking about the mobile lab and what you're really trying to do to help kids realize the great potential careers they have in the manufacturing sector. Well, I think, I think, Marty, it starts uh, even before the kids with grandparents and parents uh, telling uh, children uh, manufacturing is really a bad, uh, dirty place to work and uh, how untrue that is, and, and they don't even know. So uh, children don't get the opportunity, really, to understand what manufacturing is, and that's the whole idea of the mobile lab. Um, it, it can be instructional. It can teach from the mobile lab, but more importantly is get it out and show people what manufacturing really is. Take that equipment that's all clean and computer controlled and get it out in the public and let them know what it's really like. It's not like it was years and years ago. We, we had an earlier guest from Worthington Industries and that was a the theme there as well. How do you get the kids out into the plants to see it? You're using the mobile lab to give them that kind of experience. Do they ever follow up with a Instead of a field trip to the zoo this year, we're going to go over to AutoTool? Absolutely. Uh, they're welcome at AutoTool, and, and we encourage people to come and tour. We uh, encourage schools to bring the kids, high schools, middle schools, uh, local vocational schools, as we have. Uh, I, I've certainly been involved. I was involved in a, in a mobile lab project for northwest Michigan. The first one I'd heard of was in northeast Wisconsin. Um, the results from that lab, uh, filling the vocational training and, and getting people to understand and, and getting training done uh, was phenomenal. So uh, with the Precision Edge Surgical Product uh, Company that I was with, we, we backed and, and literally got one in northwest Michigan. It's on the road now. Um, and, um, you know, just in the first, like, three weeks, four weeks, they'd put a 1,000 people through the van. So uh, That's pretty it works. Pretty it works. Pretty spectacular. Yeah. Mill, can I assume you're uh, playing a role as well with the governor's initiative that we call RamTech? Absolutely. Been to RamTech uh, a number of times, a number of meetings, uh, met with Senator up there. Um, it, RamTech's doing the right things. It, they've, they've, they've got to step ahead of everybody else right now in central Ohio. Um, they're doing a great job. Chuck's doing a great job. And if I'm there. right, is Tolls one of the next centers to be opened? Absolutely. We back Tolls. Uh, we, we do uh, internships from Tolls right now, both in engineering and on the plant floor. Um, um, I'm on the advisory committee out there, and, and they're headed in the right direction, got the right start. They're going to do the right things. Super. 
Um, the focus of Ramtech is both robotics and engineering is associated with manufacturing. Tell our listeners that they walk into a plant today, what do you see versus what they think they're going to see? Well, first of all, it depends on what you know about manufacturing. But when you walk in the door, I think the first thing that will strike you in manufacturing today is it's clean. Uh, and it's clean because of technology and, and you know, computer-controlled equipment. Um, I, you know, it, it, it's completely different than the image that most people have in their mind. So uh, other than that, I don't know how to describe it. It's uh, uh, Typically, it's, uh, it's a very clean atmosphere. When I was in the uh, space business for, before coming back to Ohio, I used to tell people there's this perception as well about space that it's this capital-intensive, hardware-based uh, industry, and I would tell people, oh, no, it's just a box that contains lots of software. Oh, yeah. Um, when I look at the new manufacturing systems with network process controls and robots that can be recalibrated, like in 30-minute intervals, so the plant keeps being operational, uh, we've been up to Honda looking at the net zero waste initiative, and you're right. You you walk through and you can eat off the floor. Absolutely, uh, and it's been that way. You know, this isn't a new phenomenon. Um, you know, obviously, I started a lot of years ago in manufacturing, and it wasn't as clean. But you know, starting in the early eighties, thing, eighties things started changing rapidly, uh, and even before that. So this isn't brand new. Um, uh, we, we just abandoned manufacturing, quite honestly, in North America. Uh, early 80s, we took it out of all the high schools, the vocational training. I mean, um, and people just lost track because it's all they remembered is what Grandpa told them or, or maybe Dad told them. And, and certainly Mom heard that, and Mom uh, has a great influence on children when uh, they make educational decisions, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was one of those kids that was told, you're not going to work in the plant like your parents and your grandparents. Yep, exactly. And, so, and I've heard that over and over. So when you look out today, are you getting optimistic that with some of the new hands-on learning programs that are starting up with things like Ramtech, with things like the mobile lab, are you starting to see increased interest? It varies by location. Okay. Obviously not as much as we would like. Um, it, not enough to fill the void. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm sure you're very aware of the retirement that's going to take place. Yeah. And obviously, I've talked to the Honda people, and, and just in Honda alone, that's a huge problem. Uh, they're a big company, so I use that because that's going to be big numbers. If, if half of their people or more than half are uh, retiring in the next 10 years, that's a huge void to fill. And uh, no, we're not getting enough to even begin to do that. We can't get enough to take care of today, next year, and next year right now, let alone what's going to happen with the void that's created. And, and the great irony of that is if you think of an industry, and I tell people, manufacturing today is really a technology platform. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It, and, and it's just incredible to me. It's probably more exciting, and it moves at a faster pace than some of the things that most attract people. And if you like change, creativity, and innovation, I'm not sure you could be in a better field. You couldn't. Absolutely not. Um, it, it changes so rapidly. Uh, I, I mean, it's – I can't even keep up with it anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it really changes fast. Well, let's talk a little about AutoTool because uh, – 
it's kind of interesting. You're sitting here, you're a guest on Manufacturing Tomorrow, and so I go look up Auto Tool, and what does it say? Auto Tool, efficiency through innovation, the next step in manufacturing. Talk about your own company. Oh, Auto Tool started by uh, Mr. Bassam Hamsi in uh, 1994. He had uh, graduated from OSU uh, Mechanical Engineering in 84, worked uh, for Honda suppliers, and uh, the Japanese uh, Honda and the Japanese suppliers uh, to Honda that were here were not, uh, Honda wasn't getting the type of flexible tooling they were used to getting in Japan. They were still getting it from Japan, et cetera, and with with, uh, Bassam's background and knowledge of what they needed, he uh, he went out on his own and started building, and that's where his business started, um, uh, building uh, a, a number of models off the same tooling and being very flexible, and, and that was relatively new in the United States at that time, uh, and it's just advanced from there, uh, and and it's growing, uh, limited only by uh, getting enough talent to grow faster, uh, <laughs> and, and, and that's a huge, huge problem. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you walk into plant today, there's um, a, a lot of robots. Uh, first of all, uh, the machining is done. It's all computer-controlled machining, CNC. Uh, as projects come together and you start putting the robots together, there's one line setting there right now. I think it's got uh, 10 turntables, uh, 24 robots, uh, all working in synchronization with each other, uh, all computer controlled. And that's just one line out of um, eight or 10 uh, in process right now. And it, it's, uh, you know, there's a big vision system uh, for the final quality check on, uh, on the big line. Um, it's just, um, for a man of my age, it's sort of Star Wars <laughs> stuff, to be honest with you, but it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. So again, I mean, data visualization, IT, process controls, robotics, automation, pretty Absolutely. different image than what people normally have. Absolutely. Some of your core businesses, and for the listener, they go, well, what's that? So what's a manless system? You talked about flexibility. The other feature that you bring to the table is from concept to completion. Could you talk about how you uh, build the team with those kind of skills and what are the attributes of the people? So when I walk in, I assume everyone's not a mechanical engineer anymore. Well, they're not, uh, although there are a lot of them. Uh, And you you have everything from mechanical engineering group to an electronics, electrical engineering group, uh, welding engineers, but, but out on the floor you've obviously got the CNC operators, you you have uh, you know obviously some uh, manual machining, but predominantly everything is machined uh, CNC. Uh, flexible means uh, that you can make very quick changes. That you can run more than one product on on a given line. Um, very similar to what you read about. Uh, you make more than one automotive part on the same line, but just like they make more than one uh, body style going down the same line. So. I mean, that's that's the essence of it. And again, you know, our challenge is how do you get people in to see that? I, I use the example, if you walk into a major automotive plant today, a robot picks up a people, piece of aluminum or steel, okay. a chip is placed on that, and that's the reference for that vehicle. The next chip is different. So we have this image still that we produce 5,000 black cars in a row that are all the same, and yet not at all. No, not at all. 
uh, you know, it's black, red, green, and it just keeps <laughs> exactly. changing colors as you go. And as the parts come in, because of today's technology, the right colors at the right place at the right time, uh, the right parts there, the right whatever. So, how diverse is your uh, <clears throat> your your customer base? So, as a key supplier corporation, what are some of the sectors that you're working in today? Uh, we work primarily in automotive, and that's quite widespread, obviously started with Honda being here in central Ohio, uh, but that has uh, expanded to a lot of the big tier ones that are doing Ford, GM, Chrysler, BMW in South Carolina. Uh, that's the biggest piece of our business. While we have done uh, construction, uh, garage door uh, building with robots and, and uh, drilling, um, solar panels, fuel cells, uh, assembling of different things, but 90, 90 plus of our business is automotive. automotive. Um, we, uh, as we grow, I'm sure we'll expand beyond automotive, but right now we're uh, very busy in automotive. Neil, could you tell us a little bit about Auto Tool Corporation and what you're doing to interact with uh, community colleges, high schools, and four-year schools in the region? We, we stay involved in education in any way we can. We intern engineers in, in both welding, electrical, mechanical of all types, really, from OSU. Uh, we intern from the vocational high schools uh, in welding and in, in design, which would be in, in engineering, both in mechanical and electrical, at a, at a less than an engineering at a design level. Um, so uh, we visit. We invite people in. Um, we're proud to show what manufacturing is today. So, uh, but but we'll do anything we can do to help educate because, um, you know, as I was talking, I was talking uh, to a group last night of CEOs, and, and uh, one of the one of the guys say, "Oh, I, uh, one of the guys said, oh, I get it. You can't just raise the boat. You have to raise the tide. So it's not just about do we get." people educated to work at AutoTool. Right. Because if you do and you don't raise the tide, they go down the street after you've spent and had the cost involved in all the training and whatever. So uh, it, it's imperative that we in Central Ohio and in North America uh, get, this, get this training spread out uh, and that everybody has the opportunity. Uh, that's key. So in, in my vernacular, that's a great public-private partnership. If you're working yeah. with the schools, training the next generation and exposing them, you, you couldn't have a better experience. Um, in that same vein, um, what characteristics do you look for in your employees? This is a pretty innovative company. So I doubt very few people get to work on the same thing every day. How do you maintain their skills once you hire them and keep them current? It's constant, uh, and it's every day. Um, and you do have to understand what the other guy's doing and what his role is. So, you know, it's not unusual for an engineer who's set up and done a lot of design work, a lot of calculation, a lot of design. When that project's out on the floor, he's out there with the guys, and he's out there digging in and helping assemble and, and running pneumatic lines or electrical lines or doing whatever it is. Um, he gets the other piece of it, uh, and it, it's all day, every day. Um, you know, a welder, we take, uh, for example, welders who graduate from tolls. young man will come in, he'll have two years in welding. Uh, Mr. Pencil does a great job out there at tolls. 
Uh, he, he goes in the welding department. The days that we can afford to do this, we start a, our own apprenticeship program. We move, or, move him over and have him start machining. So before long, he becomes a capable and very capable welder, of course, but he becomes very capable machinist. And, and as it, it has to be a day-to-day thing because that's um, the only way we'll ever get what we need. That's, uh, it's that's it's just education. It's it's got to be nonstop. Well, that's the thing. You, you know, we uh, sometimes I think we trivialize the term, but lifelong learning applies to all of us. As you look out into the future, uh, you mentioned a little. You look at new and emerging markets. One of the things people don't realize is the role of the supplier network and what a critical set of assets we have in the state of Ohio, not just for automotive, but for aero and other major fields. Could you talk a little about the community you live and work in and some of the other companies that you interact with? Um, First of all, I just find it a great area to live in. Um, But, um, you know, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, and we've all been in manufacturing of all types. They are manufacturing states, and we've sort of lost our way. Uh, but there is a supply base. Uh, there's some, some great supply base around. Um, uh, you know, there's just about anything and everything that you would need here. Um, um, just because of the background and the history uh, and, and we didn't lose it all, to be honest with you. We just could be in a better place. Exactly. The other is uh, people have an image of a machine that just stamps out the same part over and over and over again. And what we make are very high-end pieces of equipment, very sophisticated, key technologies integrated into them. Sometimes you look and you think, how can you design and build that? Absolutely. Uh, and I, I see it almost every day. Uh, um, Sounds like a pretty good place to get up and go to work to. It is. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we we were able to move into a new building uh, a year ago in November, uh, and, and that added to it because, uh, you know, as, as the business has grown, this is like the fifth or sixth building, and you walk into that 87,500 modern, clean, um, lots of glass. Um, it, it's a good place to work. It's a fun place to work. One of the areas that's gotten a lot of attention over the last few years in terms of advanced manufacturing is 3D uh, printing or additive manufacturing. Have you taken a look at that? Does that yet play a role in auto tool? It doesn't play a role yet in auto tool, but obviously we look at it. It will play a role. Um, it's like any uh, new technology. It, it starts out, you keep watching it, you keep looking at it. Um, it, it will play a role. Um, there's a lot yet to learn. Uh, we, we study it a lot. We read a lot about it. We've uh, went to different places and seen it, it working. Um, and it's like all new technology. It takes time for everybody to get the understanding and to learn and for us to all learn what it can do. Um, and I'm going to turn this back to the educational aspect again. The real innovation and the real technology out there is always ahead of where the talent base is. Uh, We have customers right now that we're very capable putting in some vision systems to do various things to help save them cost and to do things better, but they're like, no, don't do that, time out. I do not have maintenance guys that can 
fix that or that can adjust that or because we don't have the knowledge in the workplace. Uh, and that's an issue. You can only move so fast if you don't have the knowledge in the workplace. I think that's a key takeaway message. Um, there, there's a connectivity between the training and the education and what we can or cannot do in the manufacturing world. And it's a limiting factor. And it's a key resource limitation for you. Yep, absolutely. Final question we like to always ask our guests. What would most surprise listeners about AutoTool? If you had one takeaway message, what is it? Wow. Um, I, I, I'm a simple guy. I'm just going to go back to it depends on what you know about manufacturing today. But I think anybody who walked into to AutoTool, no matter where they are on the level of what they know about manufacturing is, how clean it is, um, um, how bright it is, um, and that equipment, those robots moving, um, you know, if you take a weld line and those robots are moving in sequences and the sparks are flying and and the computer lights are coming off and going on and flashing, it's, um, it's an exciting place. Neil, thank you for being our guest, and more importantly, thanks for being uh, such a great champion for uh, education related to manufacturing. Thank you, Marty.